Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp, managing editor of Fightful.com and FightfulMMA.com, here for your UFC Orlando post-show wrap-up podcast, brought to you by LivingSharp.com. If you're having trouble finding a gift idea, or you just want to get something creative, something different, something funny, something sad, go check out LivingSharp.com. They are great sponsors of this show. Uh, supporting them supports us, so head over there. At the very least... Give them a look over at livingsharp.com because there are things that you'll see there and think that maybe you can stash away for Christmas. Lots of ideas. If I got to plug all the things that Fightful.com wanted me to plug, though, I'd be here all day. So just check it out. we got the Holy Smokes MMA podcast, uh, Tuesdays, 3 p.m. Eastern. We had several fighters on this show, I think like four or five from this UFC Orlando show. On last week's show, we had pros picks courtesy of James Lynch who interviewed half of the card tonight. He did an awesome job. Uh, Lots of exclusive content over at Fightful.com and FightfulMMA.com, and we have an exclusives tab where you all can check that out. Man, lots of fun tonight. This show, from a marquee standpoint, as I had pointed out before, not the biggest show uh, from from that marquee standpoint, but uh, much like last week, one that delivered in the cage, and that's really what you can ask for. UFC Orlando for uh, wrestling fans. I know that EC3 and Rockstar Spud were there. It's kind of cool. Hopefully, EC3 learned some submissions. But let's run through this card. We'll start from the bottom, go the way, go all the way up. Manny Bermudez defeated Albert Morales, round two guillotine choke. Uh, Morales just did not see that guillotine coming, and by the time he did, there was nothing that he could do about it. Bermudez is going to need a lot of work because there was. 
no one overwhelming skill that he showed. And that 10 and 0 record of his was glitz. Uh, I thought that Jordan Breen of Sherdog did an awesome preview of this and pretty much said exactly that. You had Alex Perez over Eric Shelton. Alex Perez missed weight, but he was stuck at an airport like all day. Couldn't, didn't really have a lot of the necessities in order to, to, to make that weight. So I think you could forgive that. Uh, Shelton, I thought is the better boxer, but he was moving backwards a lot and he still caught Perez who would move straight after his one twos without any head movement. But Perez's ability to chain things together and especially his takedowns and transitions and stuff like that helped him gain that victory. Uh, he called out Robert Sanchez after that fight, a, a good realistic call out and a call out. That's what matters. A call out Robert Sanchez won last week. So it makes a lot of sense from that perspective. Don't blame him. Good stuff there. Uh, Guys, make sure you all submit questions if you are on the live chat. If you're watching live at Fightful.com or uh, YouTube.com slash Fightful, leave us a thumbs up, subscribe, leave a comment, anything like that. Do all that good stuff. Let me uh, Hit me with a question, and uh, I'll do my best to answer it. And, of course, don't forget to comment. Head over to the live coverage page before all these shows and just hit us with your predictions. I love to see that. Ronnie Yaya over Russell Doan. This could be it for Doan. He's lost five of six. Meanwhile, Ronnie Yaya has one loss in his last eight fights. Uh, Yaya goes after the lead leg with a single. That's always his MO. He's been doing it for a decade, decade and a half, essentially. So I thought it was a little weird that Russell Doan's corner in between the first and second round was like, oh, he's going after that lead leg with a single. Well, you think? You think? I didn't do any film study on the guy, and I know that. If, if you're fighting Ronnie Yaya, you better know that, or exactly what happened will happen. Man, there was there was a really cool spot, though, where uh, Yaya was backpacking Doan, and Doan like, jumped forward and spiked, spiked Yaya's head, and I thought Yaya maybe lost his wits for a second. Uh, Yaya couldn't hit – like uh, here's the thing. This, this choke at the, at the end of the fight – I thought that was particularly impressive because Ronnie Yaya could have rode that out and probably won like 30-25 or something like that. Like he, I thought that he was up 2016 on the scorecards at the point of this. And like he was working for a knee cut to, to finish the choke, but instead he used like uh, the crease and the instep in his foot and just worked Doan's legs open a tad bit Drove his own knee to the down, like towards the mat. His body to the other side. It was it was really great. There was a nasty double crucifix in this fight. Uh, a double crucifix is when you have the underhooks and the head on the outside. And he just he just had him had uh, he being Ronnie Aya had done locked there forever to the point to where you're like, man, is this going to finish a fight? One of my uh, fight teammates was able to pull that off in an amateur fight a while back. Can't remember if he got the tap or not, but it's a sick submission to be in. And um, my God, had, had those been pride rules, fight would have been over. It would have been knees all day. Ronnie Yaya looked really, really good. He's somebody to watch out for in that division because uh, he is overwhelming on the ground. Sam Alvey up to 205. He beat uh, Pragnio and joked that Cormier was ducking him. And called out John Vellante after this win, which I thought was another good, realistic call-out. And uh, Sam Alvey wins, especially when he finishes a guy. He makes it very memorable. And he did that again tonight. He caught 
<laughs> pregnant with a couple of insane rights moving backwards. Like the first time he had baited him, he had baited Pregnant with a with a low kick that knocked him off balance. Cracked, cracked, uh, Alvy cracked him. And then like as Pregnia followed up and kept doing the same thing, Alvy was like, Really? We're we're doing this again? We're going this route again. All right. Bam. Another counter right moving backwards. That was <laughs> that was some hot stuff, in my opinion. I couldn't believe that. I couldn't believe that that uh, Alvy was uh, – I think that Alvy was a little bit surprised by that too. Uh, Stone Osborne says, having Cormier cage side as ace. Yeah, the, to get that reaction was was pretty great. I will address the Colby Covington tweet too, by the way. That was, that was something. That sure was something. Oh, boy. Alan Juban over uh, Ben Saunders. This was a war. Saunders' chin was holding up really well earlier. Uh, Juban is better when he moves forward because he drops his hands a lot when he's moving backwards. But Juban was switching it up in the first round, was happy to trade with Saunders. And Juban really went at the base and the balance of Saunders with leg kicks in that first round. I was surprised that he was so happy to take on a clinch battle with uh, with Saunders, but then he landed uh, like a video game left-hand KO that just just folded Saunders. And I'll tell you, the most surprising thing of this, this entire fight i learned that alan juban is like 36 years old what i thought the bro was like 30 or 31 where have i been where have i been that fight was badass ufc's gonna have some real decisions to make tonight between the alvi ko uh the finish uh between stevens and emmett you had the submission with latifi and osp the renault mcmahon finish was good and we'll talk about it in a minute and as was the the Yaya and Bermudez finish, but the, I don't know if those were as highlight real worthy as Latifi's where he put a guy out. But and then as far as fight tonight, you got Juban and Saunders, and you've got Torres and Andrade. Man, there was just a lot of good fights tonight. There were no fights that I just didn't enjoy. Besides the next one, we'll talk about Angela Hill and Marina Morose. Marina Morose showed like or she is like she came to spar, and Angela Hill came to fight. There was not a lot to this. There was much made on commentary of Morose's volume, but what good is it when you're hitting air? Like, she was out here. Like, I'm in no danger of hitting my camera right now. <laughs> like, a good six to seven inches out. Said it, uh, Virtually all of her strike attempts were feints. So, yeah, there's a lot of volume there, but nothing with intent. No real volume. Nothing. No, no real. It, there was no danger for Angela Hill. So Angela Hill got this win in very easy fashion, and now she's won two of her last three, which is good because you know she she took she got she drew Jessica Andrade on her return to the UFC, and maybe ease her in a little bit. But Angela Hill looking looking good of late. Marina Morose, not so much. She lost to Carla Esparza in her last fight, and I saw David Bixenspan say that she looks worse with each camp change, and yeah, you know, I, I kind of agree with that. Marion Renault, Sarah McMahon. Sarah McMahon, 37 years old. Marion Renault, 40. Marion Renault is in the conversation of a title fight at two different weight divisions right now. Because if you're in the discussion for a title fight at 135, you're also in the conversation for a title fight at 145 because it's a celebrity division. Based on that first round, Sarah McMahon taking down Marion Renault and crucifixing her and wailing away. I thought, you know what? If she was a celebrity option at 145 pounds to fight Cyborg, I'd be all about it. And then Marion Renault 
went to work in that second round. McMahon, as good as her lead jab, as her jab can be at times, she was like throwing both arms out there. It was really, really awkward, really weird. And man, like I remember Sarah McMahon's boyfriend being in a lot of Facebook groups I was in, and he would like trash catch wrestling and stuff like that. And Sarah McMahon isn't like a big submission artist or anything. And since about that time, she's been submitted three times. All of her losses are submissions. So maybe ease up on that because that's been a glaring weakness in the Sarah McMahon game for quite a while. And based on what you see in the first round, if she gets if she gets stronger in that area, she's going to be tough to deal with. And maybe she could be a celebrity celebrity opponent at 145. And right now, I mean, Cyborg's probably going to kill Yana. And uh, if Amanda Nunes and, and her don't fight, then you know, you've got you've got Caitlin Vieira, you've got Marion Renault now, and maybe Megan Anderson, depending on her situation. But yuck, man, yuck, man. Uh, McMahon just was so close there, and this fight really summed up her career. I thought Renault wants to be in the title talk, and she should be. She is unbeaten in her last four fights. She had that majority draw with Betch Cohea that she won, but Brazil, you know. She beat. She should have beaten Ashley Evan Smith. So Marion Renault should be right now like six and one in the UFC with her, or seven and one in the UFC with her only loss being to Holly Holm when Holly Holm was never hotter in her life. I say give it to her if you know if you don't make the Cyborg Nunez matchup later this year, and they very well could. You never know what they can do. Even on short notice, they they can put some fun stuff together. But Marion Renault looked very good. Brian Kelleher over Burrell. Elias Theodoru mentioned, uh, Nova, you now, you now guys uh, always have great takedown defense, especially if you only shoot a single or double and don't chain techniques together. Ain't that the truth. But Brian Kelleher was able to make it work to a point to where Burrell was worried about it. Burrell found a lot of early success early with a leg kick, but would circle into the power of Kelleher a lot. Like Burrell was really good at getting his underhooks in against the cage and turning the tides when Kelleher would push him up there. But the, the the ultimate came when Burrell just didn't react to shots the way that he used to. In the third round, after Kelleher and I had already thought had won the first two rounds, Kelleher went ham sandwiches on Burrell and would measure and set up all these strikes, all these huge uppercuts. I had it at 30-26. But uh, Kelleher has found a real sweet spot. Even, even a run-down Burrell is still a pretty damn good test in that division. And Kelleher passed that test with flying colors. And I think he's, you give him a top 15 opponent uh, after that. But now you get the story of Hennon Burrell, who is one in five during the USADA era, era. And that one win is over Felipe Nover, who all respect to him. That ain't getting it done, my man. That ain't getting it done. Do I think it's a coincidence? I don't know. Man went. 33 and two before USADA. One and four after. Sorry, one and four. Um, it's curious. I'm not going to accuse him of anything because he's never failed a test, anything like that. But hey, man. Hey, man. But uh, kudos to Brian Kelher. What a fight. Max Griffin over Mike Perry. Darren Teal came out of his cave and was at Cage Warriors this week and said that or this weekend, and said that if Perry won, he should he would take that fight. Man, I don't like 
I didn't like that fight. I mean, it was it was an okay fight. It's a good fight to make. When Perry showed up cage side, I was like, hell yeah, man, that's cool. But then I look, and Teal's a number seven ranked guy. He deserves somebody over Perry. And Griffin was the biggest underdog on the show. I don't know why, but he was in Perry's hometown and still won. He ran into trouble several times, including at the end of the first and the third, but managed to elude Perry. Uh, Perry's game wasn't one-dimensional or anything, but was much slower than Griffin, and Perry would measure over and over and over again, but wouldn't follow up. So Perry would stalk Griffin across the cage, measure, 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 and then Perry would circle out, or Griffin would circle out, and Perry wouldn't get to capitalize on that. It would go back, measure, measure, measure. Griffin circled out, couldn't capitalize. Okay, Perry had Griffin on his skates and then took him down with 30 seconds left in the round. What are you getting done there? Didn't get it. Perry and Teal ain't getting that fight. That's for damn sure. UFC light heavyweight division. My God. We are in a real situation where Eler Latifi is your best option. As a title contender. Really, it's it's Shogun if you're talking about name value, but he's hurt. Gustafson, he's hurt. Didn't draw on pay-per-view with Cormier the first time. Never fights either. UFC let Bader and Davis and Musashi go. Musashi was a fine light heavyweight. Rumble Johnson hit the bricks. John Jones can't pass a drug test. Yikes. Latifi loves to dive into that overhand, like dip into it, but OSP fights on the outside. So I thought that he was going to have to switch it up, and he did so. He, he he hit OSP with a left hand, and Latifi's left hand, once he makes contact with the jaw, you should go back and look at uh, how quickly he's able to bring it back. Like like when you throw a hook, you it's like... Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. The way that my coach had taught me, it's like you're, you're, you're a witch and you're stirring like a big pot or something like that. You bring it right back. See how quick he's able to bring that back and just do more damage. And he did that. 
And uh, he followed up by guillotining OSP and put him out. OSP tapped, but Alonzo, the ref, didn't see it. Bad, bad refing. And Elor Latifi has won five of six. And OSP, he's on the carousel, my man. He'll keep beating those top ten guys that he'll put in front of him here and there and keep himself in the division. And right now, the only people at light heavyweight that have fought twice in the past year are on a winning streak in the top ten and haven't been beat by D.C., and Manzilla Latifi. My God, it's where we are. <laughs> Can you believe it? Good for Elo Latifi. Hell of a win for him. A highlight real win for him. And he just looks like a monster physically. He's, he's like little Lars Sullivan. And I was ready to take bets. I was like, hey guys, any bet you all want to make that OSP will not Von Flu choke Elo Latifi. Ain't happening. Ain't happening. Jessica Andrade over Tisha Torres. This was a fun fight. Torres was really putting some work in on on Andrade with that footwork, with the angles. And I thought that uh, Andrade constantly circled towards the power, towards the speed, towards the angles of Torres. Andrade was still landing in round one, but I had that for Torres. And in the second round, uh, Andrade turned it around with some high velocity and high volume takedowns. And, And part through that round, I was wondering, like, do we score that takedown that Andrade didn't do anything with more than the upkick, more than the jabs, more than the offense from the bottom that Torres did? And I would say no, but the way that Andrade turned the tides and took her down with a couple more after that, took uh, Torres down with a couple more after that, yeah, you do give her that round. Uh, there wasn't a lot of offense from Andrade in round two outside of those takedowns, but they were really good, effective, powerful takedowns. They gave her top control and made it work. And after that upkick, like she got muscled around a little bit. So uh, she being Andrade. So I wondered if if she had all of her faculties at that point. But round three, that was a different story. Andrade put the pain on Torres from the top, really pressured Torres for all 15 minutes. And Torres, who's one of the best conditioned athletes in the UFC, in my estimation, just couldn't hold up. And I thought that if they gave Torres the title fight instead of Joanna, which I mean, Joanna deserves a rematch. Torres would have deserved that fight. And I was surprised that Joanna maybe didn't give 125 a go just to do it. And I'm surprised that Andrade didn't give 125 a go, considering that she fought at 135. And I'm sure that'll be an option down the line, but kudos to her for sticking it out. Now, this was a particularly awkward situation because you've got Andrade, you've got Torres, you've got their girlfriends, fiancés, wives, and then a bunch of their teammates – Accordingly, at, and former teammates at cage side. Oh boy, I'm gonna have to get some insight from Showdown Joe because I know he spends a lot of time in Florida covering the Titan FC stuff uh, about like maybe the relationships between these people, maybe some of the awkwardness that went down there. Kamara Usman, you saw in the crowd, Showdown Joe's broadcast partner. I think Titan really dropped the ball by not running a show in Orlando last night. That would have been. That would have been big time. We could have had Showdown Joe just stick around for the event, a lot of things like that. A lot. For those asking, I will briefly talk about some of the fights that were booked. Jeremy Stevens over Josh Emmett. Lots of controversy to this one now, too. Well, first off, I don't understand Emmett or John Annick saying that Emmett would expect a title shot or it'd be tough to deny him a title shot after a win over Stevens. Brian Ortega and Frankie Edgar are fighting on pay-per-view next weekend. Dufois? Dufois? 
I don't get that. That's the number one contender fight. Edgar was supposed to get a title fight. You're not going to just take it away from him if he beats Ortega. You're not just going to not give it to Ortega if he beats a guy like Frankie Edgar. Whatever. Everything Steven throws is intended to knock out somebody, and that's how this fight played out. Uh, the respect that these two men had for each other's power was you could see it. <laughs> and, and understandably so if you watch the fight and how it played out. Uh, this is where, very much a fight where both men knew that the big punch was coming. They just didn't know when it was coming, what angle it was coming from, which hand it was coming from. And for Emmett, that fi- that punch came in the first round when he dropped Stevens. In the second round, that came from Stevens as he dropped and finished Emmett. However, there is some uh, there is some controversy here, and Daniel Cormier brought this up after the fight, and I didn't even notice it. It all happened so quick. A couple of the elbows that Stevens landed were to the back of the head. Now, one could argue that that maybe Emmett kind of turned into them, and you know, every fighters meeting I've been into is like you turn into it. Tough shit. That's the way it goes. However, Jeremy Stevens threw, whether it connected hard or not, a very illegal knee. Extremely illegal knee before the stoppage. Like there's no, there's no if, ands, or buts. That knee was illegal. The elbows were illegal too, by the by the definition of such. But based on the context of a rules meeting that I was not at, I can't I can't really make a call on that. By the book, yeah, they're illegal. But, and we'll talk more about Showdown Joe, uh, talk more with him about it on Tuesday on the Holy Smokes MMA podcast, 3 p.m. Eastern. But based on what the, the officials said backstage before the fight, maybe it's like, for example, the Ronnie Yaya and uh, the Ronnie Yaya and Russell Doan fight. Yaya was backpacked. You'll have some uh, refs, most refs will say, like, listen, spiking somebody is illegal. But if you hold on and you know what's coming, sorry, if they pick you up in the air, you hold on to an arm bar or you stick onto that backpack knowing that could happen. Sorry, that's at your own risk. However, if somebody like picks you up by the waist and intentionally spikes you, that's a foul. Uh, now, I could see that, it, you know, if, if Emmett turned into those and trying to defend himself turned into them, trying to game the system, yeah. But there was nothing gaming the system about that knee. He was a downed opponent. Stevens clipped him. You never know. It could get overturned. The thing is, you have to wonder, would Emmett have ever recovered? I don't think so. And that's the sad part about this, is none of those illegal strikes were necessary. Jeremy Stevens is on the hottest streak of his career. I loved what he did after the fight because up to the point of the Conor McGregor situation, by the way, head over to fightfulmma.com. James Lynch interviewed both Emmett and Stevens leading into this fight and asked Stevens what he thought about those comments. Head over to fightfulmma.com. It's under our exclusive section about the Conor McGregor comments about who the fuck is that guy after he said he was the hardest hitting 145 pounder. And he, he really wasn't at that point. He's become such since he has got a couple of highlight reel knockouts and a fight of the night, uh, two fight of the nights, and probably getting another bonus tonight on top of that. He has beaten Gilbert Melendez, Duho Choi, and Josh Emmett back to back to back. Um, in 2016, he beat Henan Barrow, 
2015, he beat Dennis Bermudez. And in between there, he lost to Moicano. He lost to Edgar. He lost to Holloway. It's going to happen, man. But he is on a hot streak right now. Good for him. Very smart of him to, to kind of circle back to that. He's not running away from it. And I can respect that a lot because a lot of guys would try to run away from it. And for a while, maybe it seemed like he had a chip on his shoulder about it. And why wouldn't you? He got clowned by the biggest name in combat sports these days. That, that's got to affect you. As much as people say, oh, no, it doesn't. He, he shook it off. No, man. He was a laughing stock for a little while. And I'm not saying that he wasn't a serious fighter because he is and he always has been. Did I think that he belonged in that UFC top 10? Hell no. Not before September this year. I didn't think that he belonged in that top 10 for a long time. But since then, he's earned it. Um, he has made a career turnaround. And he put on an awesome show tonight. Kudos to him. Like what if just the past six, seven months, he has just become that guy. Just become that guy. Tyron Woodley called Colby Covington a queef this week. You all can go read the story on that over at Fightful.com, but Colby Covington tweeted out, oh, God. Tonight, uh, you know, I thought that that me saying that Pearl Gonzalez's wrestling gimmick, that she said it would be called the clam. I thought that was going to be the weirdest thing that I would talk about this week. But Colby Covington this week said, Hey, Platinum Perry, maybe having your ratchet horse-faced girlfriend as your head trainer isn't the smartest idea on planet Earth. But hey, when you're the product of cousins fucking in Ocala, Florida, how strong can your decision-making skills be? Yeah, that's what Covington said. Um, You know, Colby Covington and James Vick were just made for each other. And if that 165-pound division happened, I would just love to see those two go at it verbally, physically, any any way you could dice that one up, I'd be interested in. Jimmy Rare is going to fight Marlon Marias at uh, the main event of UFC Fight Night Utica. Edson Barboza, Kevin Lee headlining Fight Night Atlantic City. Those are a couple of fights, guys. Those are a couple of fights. Kevin Lee, I wonder if he would be UFC champion right now if not for that staph infection. Because a staph infection takes a whole lot out of you, man. That is a fight. Edson Barboza to me is the test. If you want to see if somebody is truly elite or still elite, throw him in there with Edson Barboza. The most OP fighter in UFC video game history, by the way. Jimmy Rivera, Marlon Marias. Winner gets a title shot right there. What that tells me, Jimmy Rivera and Marlon Marias, is that UFC's booking TJ Dillashaw and Demetrius Mighty Mouse Johnson. Otherwise, one of these two men would be getting a title shot against TJ Dillashaw. That's an estimation. It's a guess. It's a prediction on my part. But these were the two contenders. That's it. But that, those are a couple of good main events. Assuming that they, they hold together, the Utica show is in June. June 1st, I believe. The Atlantic City show... April 21st, man, just a couple of months away, I get to watch Kevin Lee and Edson Barboza fight. All for that. All for that. 
Cyborg still wants Amanda Nunes at UFC 226. Yeah, I would too if I were her. And if Amanda Nunes can do it and they can shove that one on there, sure. Uh, Jacare Souza, Kelvin Gastelum, UFC 222 or 224. I like that fight. I like that fight. I like it uh, a lot more than given. I, I really thought that they should have switched it up. It should have been Jacare and Romero, and it should have been Gastelum and Weidman. And then whoever looked the most impressive out of them got the title shot. But I'm not going to cry about this. I'm not going to cry about UFC 224 getting Jacare Souza and Kelvin Gastelum. Cool. Derek Lewis suffered a fractured hand at UFC Fight Night Austin. That's a real bummer. I have a an article coming out that I shelved in June of last year about some of the UFC heavyweights' new blood. That's something that I've talked about. Um, I do Jeremy Lampert at Fightful.com. Uh, has talked about, but uh, I, I shelved it because I saw like the tie to Ivasas and the Curtis Blades coming up, and there's there's some interesting names. And it's here's the funny thing, even though Tai to Ivasa and Curtis Blades and Volkov and Struve are now in this UFC heavyweight division, and I mean Struve has been there for a while, and so is Volkov. But these younger people, and Ngannou has stepped up, and he's 31. The average age of a ranked top 15 ranked UFC heavyweight has actually marginally went up in the last three months because of natural aging. Like, you know, they have each naturally gotten a few months older and that has offset the youth movement in that division, which I thought is kind of funny. Santiago Ponzinibbio calls out Donald Cerrone for fight night chili. If I'm Ponzinibbio, I'm wanting Darren Teal. I understand uh, Donald Cerrone because he's a bigger name than Teal, even, even though that Teal beat him, but Yeah. Matt Mitrione says that Roy Nelson cheated at Bellator 194. Wouldn't shock me. That that would fit Roy Nelson's character uh, historically. Because, I mean, this is the same guy who hoard Facebook likes till he got to 100,000, promising his fans that, you know, supported him and maybe cared about his health, that he would drop to 205, and he didn't do it, and he admitted. He didn't expect to get it, and then he worked himself into a shoot. Elias Theodore becoming a ring card boy. We talked about that on the Holy Smokes podcast. <laughs> That's good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, we do have UFC pay-per-view coverage next Saturday. I believe James Lynch is joining me on the post-show podcast. If not, I'll fly solo again. I'll answer your all's questions. I'll do all that good stuff. Uh, so uh, I'm really enjoying that. That WrestleMania weekend, I'll be here for NXT TakeOver Saturday night. I'll be here for UFC Saturday night. I'll be here for Ring of Honor, Supercard of Honor Saturday night. I will pull an all-nighter to get you all the coverage that you need. We've got all hands on deck. We have John Morehouse covering Ring of Honor, Ryan Cook covering NXT, David T's covering UFC. We're getting it all in for you. You're not going to go without at Fightful.com. When we say we cover MMA, pro wrestling, and boxing, that's what we do. We have exclusives across all three. You will not see another website on the internet that has that. I guarantee to you, my friends. Let people know about us if you don't mind. We have forums, photos, videos, podcasts, all kinds of good stuff. Subscribe, like, thumbs up. Visit our friends over at Pro Wrestling Unlimited. They've been doing a lot of cool work for us. Guys, Till next time, I want to thank you all so much for joining me here at UFC Orlando. Till next time, guys, visit us, support us, like us, share our stuff on Twitter. That stuff really helps. We're out.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.